Hey, it's Liz Kelly. Here's what's going on in the Ringer universe for the rest of the week. Kevin Clark's writing about how the Eagles took over the NFL. That'll be up on the site on Thursday. We've got a new Chicago edition of Danny Chow's Food Diary, Chow Down, also out on Thursday. And you can watch our live NFL wins pool from Tuesday with Bill, Sean, Mal, and a ton of other Ringer staffers up on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. And don't forget about our newest Ringer football podcast, Dual Threat with Ryan Russillo. That drops on Tuesday nights wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Amanda, you're back. I'm back. You missed the wave of To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which I think has crested. I think it might be over. Well, so I missed it on Jam Session. I didn't miss it on my own life. And right. I would just like to say, uh, you and Kate Halliwell covered it perfectly, represented my feelings. Thank you. I'm glad. Loved it. Had a great time. Noah Centineo, we see you. Exactly. And you, I don't know that it's totally over because Noah Centineo, in another Netflix movie, out on Friday. Um, what's that called? It's called Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Right, and it has Barb. And it also has Barb, Netflix Hive. Is that going to be good, though? I don't know. It's So it's a teen, it's an updating version of oh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah. Oh, I'm so in. it's kind of okay. like the teen Got it. Let's go. Shakespeare <laughs> old stuff comedy. Um, so we'll see. Cool. Anyway, you guys did a great job. <laughs> I also really appreciated the explanation of... Elon Musk and Grimes. Oh my God, thank Alyssa, you to Alyssa. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's a whole it's a whole new celebrity landscape today, though. That was what two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Wow, it feels like so much longer. The most pressing issue of the day: Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. They are on a press tour, and it's, a Star Is Born fever is is building. It's probably the most pressing tr- issue of the fall. I doubt that this is the last time that we're going to talk about it, but we are going to talk about it well. today. We are also going to talk about. Jennifer Garner. Yes. And her still not quite ex-husband, Ben Affleck. Uh, no, I think it's finalized now. Oh, okay. It, it we'll come back finalized. to it. We're going to talk about the whole Jeffrey Owens debacle briefly yes. in terms of setting some boundaries. <laughs> and we've got a Gwyneth Paltrow update. But first, chapter one of many chapters, I'm guessing, of A Star is Born. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know what to do here. I, I mean, I, there's a lot to discuss. I continue to just be amazed, fascinated, and entirely bewildered. Um, let's get into the bewilderment first. Yes. What I was not there, but today there's a clip from Entertainment Weekly from mm-hmm. the film. Yes. And it's Bradley Cooper. I, I don't even know how to describe his character. We'll come back to that in a second. Okay. And Lady Gaga, Steph, sitting at a bar and talking, and she says like that she can never be on stage because her nose is too big or, or ugly or something. Yes. And then he touches it very slowly, like, traces her nose with his finger. Yes. And is that supposed to be, like, a loving, like, foreplay kind of thing that leads to a relationship? Yes, it is. It was so uncomfortable that I had to look away from the screen. It must be how you feel when people play the guitar and sing earnestly. I was very, very uncomfortable. That is, I'm watching it right now because we helpfully made a gif of it on the (laughs) ringer.com. Miles Surrey is uh, keeping a diary of all the unexpected Star is Born uh, events of the next month and so he made a gif and it's really just watching it over and over he spends it's very a slow trip down the nose and apparently he says i'm gonna be thinking about your nose for a very long time that makes me so uncomfortable which is a (laughs) sentence that is supposed to lead to sex so that's remarkable just on its own it's like really weird. I, I it just makes me uncomfortable to think about that. If someone said that to me, I would cringe and run away. Yeah. So I think this is that this is supposed to be 
a slightly erotic gesture, but I think it's also, it's not just sex. It's because it's also tender. He he believes in her and no one else does. And he's reaching out to like the most vulnerable part of this character. So literally, Uh, literally reaching. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I think that is, that's the type of gesture it's supposed to be. That's also how this relationship in the film is, I believe, comes to be. I'm basing this on the fact that I watched an hour and a half of the Barbara Streisand A Star is Born last week, <laughs> which was one of the worst film experiences that I've had in some time. I was like, oh, this is on Netflix. You know, I I had maybe seen clips, but had never actually watched the whole film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I should do this. I should be educated. It's right here. Wow. I did not like it. Um, I was so uncomfortable. What was the worst part of it? Uh, Barbara singing. Mm. And listen, I... No shots to Barbara Streisand, who is a legend, and I get it and respect it. It's maybe not my style. Okay. I She is a little over the top for my particular taste. As we know, I have a complicated relationship with people singing. This right. has been well established, and that that's what she does. And the whole movie is built around giving Barbara Streisand an opportunity to sing. She produced it. She kind of redid the whole script. It's very famously like an ego trip from Barbara Streisand and her then boyfriend slash hairdresser who was also a producer. So really, it's like, I would say, this is a conservative estimate, 45 minutes of just Barbara singing solo in the movie. Oh my God. 45 minutes. I want to say that would be good with Gaga. I would welcome that. Right. So this, here's the other thing. As I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, okay, I know exactly why both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga wanted to make this movie. I know what they saw in it, what they thought they could bring to it, what they think it can do for them, both how they relate to it and how they think that they can make it better. So I get it. That didn't make me think that this movie is going to be any better, but I just feel like (laughs) it's going to be an expression of insecurity, ego as an opportunity to shine. Um, I don't really think that they would respond to that movie the same way that I did which is troubling because they're just, I think there will be a ton of Lady Gaga singing in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why she wanted to do it. I was just thinking as you were talking about describing the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga, um, like pseudo foreplay bar scene. Uh, It's also like very uncomfortable for you to call it foreplay. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. Um, When's the last time Bradley Cooper played like an earnest, serious character? Don't check IMDb. Think off the top of your head. Earnest? Okay, because there's serious and there's earnest. Do you consider um, Silver Linings Playbook serious? Well, I think it's more serious than it is earnest. What? Yeah, I mean, it's a movie about mental health, so right. that's true. But it has like a lighthearted tone to it in a way, which is part of the problem with the movie, which I did like, though. Sure, and it's not a... It's not an accurate depiction of, of well, of yeah. Illness. I mean, there are, there are a lot of problems with <laughs> but with like, that character, so it's hard to say. But I know what you mean in the terms of it's not just like a traditional, yeah, like Jennifer, straight leading man, yeah, love interest, yeah. Role, because you know? I of all of the it's iconic not a Tom Hanks role, right? Like all of the iconic Bradley Cooper roles, mm-hmm. he's playing a jerk. Who, he's so angry. Who, yeah, like a he's playing a jerk with like an edge who makes a lot of mean jokes, kind of. Or, yes. and then in Silver Linings Playbook, it's a lot more complicated than that. I don't mean to be reductive. Right. But like, The Hangover, yes. Wedding Crashers, all yes. of the David O. Russell movies. Right. Like, I, I confess that I never saw Aloha, but my, under- yeah. <laughs> but my understanding of that movie is that he was probably angry, but it was slightly more earnest than we are used to. Sure. Okay. 
But and again, haven't but, seen it. Don't but know. No one saw it. It yeah. wasn't successful. Correct, because that's not what we want from him. I really support Bradley Cooper. He's an all-time mm-hmm. great Howard Stern guest. Okay. I love that he repped so hard for his hometown and lived with his mom until very recently. Yes. I support Bradley Cooper. I'm not sure I'm looking for like a savior earnest Bradley Cooper. Right. Can I spoil the movie for you? Do you know what happens? Um, I assume that like they have some kind of falling out. Yeah. And then they get back together at the end. Okay. Just yes. Spoiler well, alert. All right. I, I mean, spoiler alert to everyone. Yeah. And to be clear, I haven't seen. I have not seen the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper star is born. But from what I know of the old movies and what I've read, yeah, he definitely dies. Oh. Yeah. It's like a oh. it's uh it's oh, careers crossing. Oh. And so I didn't know he died. I assumed it was more of like a love story. I think it like it is a love story, but then it turns into it's a Hollywood story as well. And so as her career takes goes off. up. His does, is he an alcoholic? Yes. He very he, much seems like one of yes. the trailers. And he is confronted by demons, and they are exacerbated by the fact that she's being really successful, and then it um, it falls apart. So I'm pretty sure that he dies in the in this one. I know that's what happens in the Streisand one and the Judy Garland one. So I don't know if it's as earnest as it's being made out to be. I mean, it's definitely earnest, Got but it. he's not like— it's not a happy ending. He's not redeemed. We don't, like, dance off into the Hollywood sunset, like, singing se- in the rain. It just seems like Bradley—even Co- that, though. Like, it seems like Bradley Cooper actor is, like, down for the direction and the tone of David O. Russell and Todd Phillips. Yeah. I don't know if Bradley Cooper director has the same, like, effective rough edge. Like, I, I just—I'm just worried about the tone of this movie. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I, I wasn't. I was like just straight up excited, but the one scene made me so uncomfortable that I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, so let's talk a little bit about self-awareness. Okay? <laughs> Amanda, I don't think a day goes by where you don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> but I think it's really important to this movie because I think— Obviously, you can't tell an old Hollywood story of celebrity and greatness and people trying wanting to be famous and the— fallbacks of that with total self-awareness. You can't you can't do that. You need some you need some ego in order to be able to pull this off and I think you want it. And and also like I I still enjoy watching those stories if it's if they hit the right tone. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you can do this with no self-awareness. Yeah. You know, and actually maybe you can and it's just that I Amanda Dobbins will hate it. Because uh, I like a little bit of self-awareness, and I think that's part of what I was reacting to with the Streisand version as well. And I think that's what I react to, and as you pointed out, basically every day every in day. all walks of life. Yeah. But I, I at first thought that there was a little bit of self-awareness here because the movie version, the current version as it's being sold to us, is playing with the idea of Lady Gaga. As you've pointed out before, she was someone who um, was very musically talented, but the industry didn't really like all the parts of her, and she packaged herself in a certain way in order to be more successful and then has been, you know, obviously was has struggled with that, as any of us would, because that's mean. And so is working through that, and it seems like this movie was using some of her personal issues and playing on them and doing kind of a meta thing about what it is to be a pop star. All really interesting. And that seems like there is a little bit of self-awareness and commentary. And I was like, oh, that's kind of, you know, I yeah. would like to see that. Everything since 
the Venice Film Festival has convinced <laughs> me that there is literally no self-awareness here. Every single bit of this press tour, and we're already only a weekend, and it already feels like A Star is Born is the only movie that's ever been made. One of my favorite activities right now is just scanning the pictures yeah. on Getty. But from that very first LA Times article on, mm-hmm. it just seems that there is absolutely no self-awareness, no sense of context. They're just going for it. And that makes me nervous. Have you watched the Lady Gaga Netflix documentary about leading up to her her Super Bowl halftime show and like the six months that went to it? No. I've watched a clip. I will never, I can never, I will never sit through a Lady Gaga documentary, which is about my tastes and, you know, how I spend my time. It has nothing to do with Lady Gaga or the documentary. I just want to say the phenomenon of, of like pop stars, Kanye West included yeah. in that, just like filming themselves mm-hmm. 100% of the time is so strange and just speaks to the nature of celebrity in 2018. It like, really does. Side note, I just watched the Ed Sheeran songwriter documentary on Apple Music. I've watched two minutes of it that you sent to me on YouTube. <laughs> it was great. I fucking loved it. I I really respect Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. He is so his own person. Also, respect the shit out of Benny Blanco, who is, like, even more doing it mm-hmm. his way. But, like, Ed Sheeran's cousin has been filming him since 2008. Like every day, he's there for all of it. It's crazy to, it's amazing hubris to think that like this footage will be valuable one day. And it's just crazy that people do this. And like Lady Gaga did it as well. And back to her, the Netflix documentary was interesting. It kind of portrayed the Super Bowl halftime show in like a a weird light as like being Mm -hmm. like a really big deal, which like it's a big deal, but like, I don't know. It's not like she's like working up to, I don't know, some big race or something like that. Anyway, there's not a lot of self-awareness in that. And it's kind of fine because there's other people, because she's just like being her and you're sort of like taking it in. And you're like, oh, this is what this is what Lady Gaga is like really like. Mm-hmm. And she's not, I think she's playing the persona of Lady Gaga to a certain extent, but the idea is for it to be pared down. You see her going through like physical therapy. You see her like in her house without makeup. But uh, I can imagine the person who made that documentary then like being an actor with a capital A, yeah. being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in a movie about celebrity after I've already made this documentary about my own celebrity. Right. It's probably um, lacking in self awareness. Well, department. I think, I think the problem is that she doesn't think she's making a movie about celebrity. She thinks she's making a movie about herself. Right. Which you know. Right. And I, I actually find the whole plot, or as it's being presented, about mm-hmm. like if she's attractive enough to be a star. I mean, that was part of Lady Gaga's rise. That was an mm-hmm. aspect of her rise, and. Um, it took a certain level of success until she started like pairing back the costumes and everything. And I do think that there's like an interesting parallel there, but I don't have high hopes that we'll really get into it. Nor also like maybe I'm, I'm over ascribing meaning basically, but I do think there's like Lady Gaga is not traditionally like hot in the same way, like Selena Gomez is or whatever. Right. Um, She's also phenomenally more talented and that's not even shots at Selena Gomez. Like Lady Gaga is just like an amazing songwriter and completely unique vocalist. Yeah. So, she's unbelievably talented. Yeah. She's also a theater kid. Yeah, she's, Let's a theater just, kid. she's a theater kid. Some of this is because of, you know, industry forces and she's, you know, working through some stuff. And some of it is just like she likes to put on a show. I, she really does. You can tell that. Totally. And I think that it was interesting that she was originally billed as Stephanie 
Germanata. Germanata. And now she's being billed as Lady Gaga. Yeah. And there was a moment where it was like, oh, she's going to do the whole press tour and campaign for an Oscar as a paired back version of herself. And then she showed up in Venice at like a giant feather dress, which I actually liked, by the way. Yeah. I don't always like her. I think she's been looking good. Yeah. But I, I actually liked the fashion choices. So I, some of it is just how she is. I wonder if she's not comfortable doing presses, Stephanie Germanata, which I would get. Yeah. Like you've established a rapport with the media and with your fans as Lady Gaga. What's the upside to 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 like getting rid of that? The flip side, I don't know if you caught this detail in the description of her Malibu home, which has a dressage ring, some mm-hmm. sort of horse mm-hmm. ring and a safe room in her Malibu home, which, you know, no shots, Lady Gaga. She's very famous. She's like, a regular James Cameron. You know, if that makes her feel better, have a safe room. But yeah. also, if like, you have a safe room, you have, like, a certain level of— there's—she's clearly feeling some anxiety about yeah. some things. So, yeah. I think probably it's a kind of armor, which all clothes and performance are at some point. I think I think that speaks a lot to, like, who she is as a performer, yeah. that saying that it's armor is a really a really good point. I, uh, I just always think about her per- first performance on Saturday Night Live, which I've— but reference a lot in our mm-hmm. ringer slack where she's wearing like this like orb which makes it hard for her to play the piano yes meanwhile she's doing like a medley uh, a piano medley of like the po- in like the 2010 poker face style that she really took off right and it's like difficult for her to play the piano but she's obviously so excited to be like living her dream playing on Saturday Night Live like just a girl from New York who went to NYU yes. and I always found that so dissonant that she had to like literally be jumping through a hoop to play the piano and sing right and I think that speaks a lot to like her like the way she was marketed yes. and, and everything. It sounds like a Star is going to be right up your alley. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not uncomfortable for me. <laughs> it could still be great. That's the thing. I am really, the press tour has been over the top in a way that's not for me, mm-hmm. which is not to say that it's bad or that they shouldn't do anything. It's just not my style. But that doesn't mean that the movie still can't be great. I'm still, I, I'm really, really curious. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> I hope it's not another Streisand one again. I didn't really enjoy that. And I don't think that that was particularly well-received critically. It made a lot of money. People were like, this is not that great. I'm hoping that this is actually fun to watch because we are going to be talking about it through February, through the Oscars, no matter what. Like, they are going full Oscars. That's what's amazing about this. This movie's going to come out in October, and then they will be on the circuit for another three to four months. I don't know what else they're going to—like, what are they going to do for four months? I wonder if there's, like, some kind of musical touring opportunity or something that she'd want to do. Probably. I'm play. sure she'll do secret shows or something. Yeah, also, like, play at the Globes. Right. Play at all of the different, sh- like, shows right. and whatnot. Go to all the lunches. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool if she kept a diary of all of this. I guess she'll be filming it, probably. Knowing, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be her. a documentary that you may watch on the streaming service <laughs> of your choice in, like, a year. I really recommend Songwriter. It's okay. A, it's really, really good. Ed Sheeran seems like he's got a great life, just FYI, in case you're wondering. Benny, I bet he does. Benny Blanco doesn't like to fly, and they had to go to London at one point, so so Ed and Benny take a, a boat from New York to London. <laughs> <laughs> or New York to England. London's not uh, on not the coast. On the, yeah. Um, we're going to move on to other topics. But first, let's talk about Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals, so you'll actually want to stay one of these hotels. No more scrolling through endless lists of choices. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can book in advance. It's perfect for planners and procrastinators alike. 
And Hotel Tonight is perfect for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. I mean, Columbus Day weekend, that's your next opportunity for a three-dayer. It's so easy to use. Book hotels in 10 seconds and just three taps and a swipe. There's even the HT Perks program, where the more you book, the better the deals get. I live here in Los Angeles, but not close enough to the beach. So all summer long and continuing for the uh, warm months of September and October, I look on Hotel Tonight to see how I can get a great beachside deal. And one day I will stay at the Laguna Beach Montage Hotel. I really will. Hotel Tonight, you'll help me get there. If you have dreams like these, get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. That's Hotel Tonight, the only booking app you need. All right, now more celebrity talk. All right, next. Let's talk about Jennifer Garner. Amanda, while you were gone, yes. one of the most iconic paparazzi photos of all time came out. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, because I was on a text message, Shane, about it on vacation with you, yeah. trying oh, yeah. to offer the support that I could <laughs> from 3,000 miles away. It, that was hard. That was a tough one. So uh, the photo that we are mentioning or referencing is of Jennifer Garner with a, in a car driving with a lawyer in the passenger seat. Ben Affleck in the back seat, and she's hand, and they're at a Jack in the Box drive-thru. I love Jack in the Box. And they're handing, and she's handing Ben Affleck a bag, presumably of food, as yes. if he's like her small child in the back seat. Yeah. And that was her driving him to rehab in Malibu. Yeah. Um, on the heels of him being photographed a few times with uh, Shauna Sexton, who is a Playboy model, and uh, a few weeks after the uh, reported breakup of his relationship with Lindsay Shukas. I'm speaking very seriously because this hit me really hard. I just, for some reason— root for Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner individually and together so much. I don't, of course you do. Addiction <laughs> is real yeah, and so sad. very sad. And Ben Affleck is clearly struggling and has talked about struggling before. And all the respect in the world to Jennifer Garner for pulling herself together and pulling the team together and getting him to rehab. That's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to go. So respect for Ben Affleck. And I, I mean, it's sad. It's a, it's really, really sad, and it has been interesting to watch people talk about it because it, you know, he has been open about his struggles, and then there are always the photographs. Like, there are the iconic photographs of him vaping in a in the car, or I yeah. guess he's smoking a cigarette in the car and looking uh, very sad. And I got to be honest, those are iconic photographs. There's nothing we can do to take them off the record now, and they're <laughs> they're pretty great. But, you know, that is distinct from— those suggest some other issues, perhaps sure. under the service. This is pretty much a confirmation that someone is having like really struggling a life yeah. and death struggle. And he's and he's open about it. Obviously, last yeah. year, which I really find commendable. I mean, addiction is very real. It's very scary, and it's like hard to watch a celebrity you like, let alone someone you actually know, go yeah. through it. So right. it's sad. Um, I think we've talked about Ben Affleck a lot. Jennifer Garner's in a movie coming out, so she's been pretty public the last couple of days yeah. and weeks. It's and been interesting, like the three Jennifer Garners, because there is the paparazzi Jennifer Garner who looked quite shaken, which is, frankly, I think the only way to respond to a situation yeah. in which you're driving your soon-to-be or possibly current ex-husband to rehab and also being trailed by a bunch of strangers taking your photographs. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and the father of your children, which is just a whole— Can I ask a logistical question? Yes. So there's also video of her and the lawyer walking into his yes. house and then, like, having to, like, go to a different door. Do you think paparazzi just camp outside of Ben's house? Yeah. Okay. Because, like— Because he was apparently back there this week, and he yeah. was photographed outside of the house. Apparently he goes there to exercise. Yeah. Which is interesting. 
So I think, yes, people do just camp out there, especially at this point. They're probably getting so much money for the photographs. Yeah. I mean, um, I certainly click on all of them. Exactly. Which we will talk about later in the podcast about a different thing. But anyway, so there is that Jennifer Garner. There is the Jennifer Garner of Peppermint, which is her movie that is coming out this week and is, by all accounts, terrible. Just straight up really bad. Uh, She hasn't made a well-reviewed movie in, like, years. No, but that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. This is her— This is basically Jennifer Garner trying to do, like, be an action star also. It's like Jennifer Garner taken as much as I understand it. Anyway. And then and then she's got summer camp or camp coming up, whatever it's called, the Lena Dunham HBO show. Camping, right. Camping. There are the four Jennifer Garners, right? Because that's hipster Jennifer Garner. Which I'm excited about. Sure. And then I guess there actually there are five. Sorry, because there is Capital One Jennifer Garner. Who I also really like. Sure. And then there's to my endless fascination. Uh, Martha Stewart, Jennifer mm. Garner. Also known as Instagram Jennifer Garner. Instagram Jennifer Garner, who is now just talking about making your own baby food at random Whole Foods. Love it. And posting videos. It's fascinating. Number one, that there are five Jennifer Garners that I ca- am kind of interested in or want to resolve is something that I never thought that I would have said two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. I think we could throw in a sixth, too, by the way. Oh, wow. Go ahead. Athleisure getting coffee in L.A., Jennifer Garner. That's true. Athleisure and church service, Jennifer yeah. Garner, because yeah. she is there photographed every Sunday yeah. outside of church. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's weird. It's also dope. Like, she's, like, really just doing her thing, and it's working. She keeps getting paid. Yes. I think that also she clearly seems like a really grounded, good person who is, like, empathic and responsible. Yes. And genuine. Yes. And, like— that's cool that she's also so famous and successful. I, I think, like, the, the through line of celebrities who, like, figure it out and, like, make it work for them is they keep their family really close. Like, the, her parents are very much a part of her kids' lives and her life. Yes, she was recently on the cover of Southern Living, mm. and she was interviewed by her mother yeah. for Southern Living. Yeah, like, she's very much in business with her with her family. Yes. And also, but it's, like, not just business, like, it's her life. And I actually think Reese Witherspoon is similar. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still really connected to her family and her Southern roots. And I think that, like, I think that is, like, very telling that those are the people that she still surrounds herself with. She's not really photographed with many other celebrities. She's usually with her kids and her parents. That's true. And, like, and she's photographed so much. But, and with Ina Garten, but I get it. <laughs> There's there's honestly an Ina Garden episode where it's Jennifer Garner's birthday and she chooses it to spend it um, filming an episode with Ina Garden and I've never related to anything more in my life. Amazing. Yeah, I just I really think that it's interesting in a moment where kind of all of the basic rules of press management and celebrity would teach you to just hide, especially especially with the Affleck stuff. And it's just a moment where if you're being sought out. During really, really sensitive moments, I feel like the instinct is just, like, try to get away from it, try to be out of the spotlight, try not to. And, yeah. I, you know, I some of it is just bad timing. I think she's contractually obligated to promote this movie. Yeah. But it is interesting to watch her just kind of run into the headlights, especially on Instagram, especially kind of putting herself out there, really trying to create a whole other life for herself. And it's working. I mean, you could argue it's distraction. You could argue it's just kind of like, this is who I, this is the life that I want to be doing. So I'm going to do this and ignore the other stuff. It's yeah. certainly working. Totally. It's also like, it's really cool 
that even though she is so associated with Ben Affleck, who's super famous and, like, mm-hmm. pretty dominant in his field, that we just named six different personas. Like, she's not completely defined by it, even, yeah. even if it's among the first things that you mentioned with her. Yeah. She still is, like, there's, like, other parts of Jennifer Garner that we're aware of and, like, felt the need to mention, which I think is uncommon sure. for a lot of actresses. I think it helps to be, like, an unbelievable unbelievably attractive uh, 40-year-old uh, white movie star. So yeah. In that case, yeah. It's like... That's with, like <laughs> with like a very consistent style Yes, that I'm into that like just works for her. Yeah. She's I'm, not trendy at all. She just like has been wearing the same thing for years. She's kind of the uh, embodiment of mom jeans. Like yes. if mom jeans are a person, but yes. now mom jeans are, are cool. <laughs> and so now Jennifer Garner is cool. Uh, it's really interesting. I never would have predicted it. Me neither. But I admire her, and I, I think she really just has handled herself so well through some really, really difficult circumstances. Totally. So I wish her the best. Totally. I find it impressive. I'm. I find that in my old age of my early thirties, yeah, that I'm really drawn to the celebrities who like value family more than anything else. Like I used to be really critical of Steph Curry, mm-hmm. but now I just think that their five sum is so adorable, and like I'm like, great, they're just really strong people with great character, and. I don't know. This is what aging must be like. <laughs> Valuing family. We're all getting old together. <laughs> Valuing family. I'm fine with this. Um, let's move on to okay. this Cosby show situation. Yeah. So Jeffrey the, Owens. Jeffrey Owens. So you're only vaguely familiar vaguely. with this. All right. So here's what happened. A woman was shopping at Trader Joe's in mm-hmm. New Jersey and noticed that Jeffrey Owens, who played, he was Elvin on the Cosby show. Yes. So he was like the son-in-law. He was working the register at Trader Joe's. And because the Cosby show was made 30 years ago, he looked slightly different than he did on the Cosby show. And this woman took some pictures. And the pictures went, like, incredibly viral. And at first, it was people kind of, like, shaming him for looking different and working at a Trader Joe's, which I think some random people, though we can investigate who those people are, um, didn't think that that was impressive. And then there was a, a a pretty massive outcry of people being like, how dare you shame this person? Work is important. It ended up like in the span of three days, suddenly he was on Good Morning America giving an interview about it. You know, this business of my being the Cosby guy who got shamed for working at Trader Joe's, that's going to pass. You know, that that's going to, you know, in some measure of time that's going to pass away but i hope what doesn't pass is this idea that people are now thinking this rethinking about what it means to work um nikki minaj just uh donated twenty five thousand dollars to him for no reason that i can possibly tell except that nikki minaj needs to insert herself into everything at this point and desperate for good but press. that's kind of like that's the end of the cycle you know when nikki yeah. minaj hasn't inserted herself into a thing it's, it's over. over but so what was interesting to me was two things. I kind of, we can talk about the reaction and the narrative, but it, how this happened, I didn't really understand at first. I thought she just like posted them on social media and then the Daily Mail and all of that. I thought that too. Yes. No, she submitted the photos to the Daily Mail. Oh. Right. Well, so at the end of each of their videos, it says, we pay for photos, we pay for video. So. She claims that she was not paid for the photos, but yeah. she claims that... But she does admit that she just sent them to the Daily Mail. So her instinct in this moment was, I'm at the Trader Joe's. I recognize this person. I'm going to take these photos, and I'm going to mail them to the Daily Mail. What a coup for the Daily Mail. That's depressing. Yeah. So 
When it was social media, so this woman has since given an interview saying like she's incredibly apologetic and she regrets doing it. And she is pretty honest about the thought process of going through it. I'll read her quote. I don't know why I snuck a picture. I figured everybody else does it. I don't know what possessed me. I just did it. I didn't even think about it. I just kind of did it on impulse and it was a bad impulse. You know what? I get this. Like I get the taking the picture thing, right? Because we see celebrities all the time. I text you when I like see someone randomly at the grocery store. And of I'm course. like, oh my God, this is so exciting. It's a human impulse. You recognize someone. I like, there's no amount of moralizing that is going to get rid of that impulse. Sure. Like, empires are built on it. Literally historical empires. So I get that. And when it was just that she'd posted it to social media and it went wrong, I thought like, oh, there's like a pretty valuable lesson here in terms of, I don't know. I thought it was really fascinating. I don't know what the lesson is. I thought it's fascinating that she literally sent them to the Daily Mail. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, it's weird, but the Daily Mail asked for it. Like at the end of their videos, they're like, we pay. Yeah. I think what I was saying is that I think... If it had been on social media, I was going to do a whole spiel about, like, personal responsibility only goes so far and institutions, you know, exist to blah, blah, blah. But personal responsibility goes this far. How about this? Don't send random pictures to the Daily Mail. Totally. Of a a random celebrity who is—or a person that you recognize who is doing an honest and important job. Shout out to Trader Joe's. He's also, like, outside the public eye now. He's not necessarily, like, looking for this kind of notoriety. Right. I think there is— a lack of respect. Yeah, and so I guess what I'm thinking about, have been thinking about, is obviously, like, this is a podcast based in large part about things we read about people in the Daily Mail Mm -hmm. and in other places. And, you know, it might seem like these are all of the same things, but there is a pretty clear line to me in this case. Well, there's a couple of different types of, like, photos. One is when the people you're capturing are active participants and know they're being taken. Like, when you take a selfie with a stranger, they know that they're posing for a selfie with you. And then, like, when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper get off a freaking gondola mm-hmm. and are just doing all these photos, like, they're, they're, that's a performance. They right. are doing that intentionally. Then there's also, like, paparazzi photos where if Jennifer Garner was so hell-bent on not being photographed, she would change her for routine. She wouldn't go to the same Starbucks every day. She right. wouldn't. Like, it's part of her life, and, like, she probably doesn't like it, but she accepts it, and it's, like, part of being a public person. Right. And, and then, it enables the Capital One endorsements, yeah. and it enables the Instagram stuff. There's a benefit to her. Yes. But this, but Jeffrey Owens was, has is not in public life anymore. Right. He was doing a, his job, which was, like, apparently undervalued and by this woman or, or something, and and didn't, like, ask to be put back into the spotlight. And maybe he's not, like, so mad about it. But, like, there's nothing—it's, like, almost like shaming him for living, like, an ordinary life. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's definitely shaming him for living an yeah. ordinary life. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with, he, with what he was doing. And he's since talked about how Trader Joe's was a good job so that he could then go on auditions and do different— yeah. You know, because actors aren't employed constantly yeah. at will with health insurance and all these things. you got to put a life together. But I do think you make a good point about, you know, the definition of celebrity. Yeah. It's not always clear, especially in this moment when you have social media and you have people um, always asking for attention and the paparazzi stuff often complicates it. Though you make a good point that celebrities can be more participatory in yeah. that than it seems. It, it's, the definition of celebrity is murky. That doesn't mean that there isn't a definition. and it's, Or there's no line. Yeah. And this is very clearly a line. And it's not just for—I mean, the Daily Mail shouldn't exist. And you and I both still click it because, totally. you know, we're humans. And 
It participates of, in shaming people every yeah. day. Yeah. The Daily Mail shouldn't exist, but also don't submit photos of this to the Daily Mail. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I have a hard time believing she wasn't paid, but maybe maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Anyway, that's that's the lesson, the celebrity lesson for today. <laughs> there is a line. <laughs> the last lesson of today. Yes. Relates to Gwyneth Paltrow and some other things to maybe not do, which is <laughs> perhaps don't advertise that certain vaginal eggs will um, produce results that they can't promise. And by that, I mean Goop has been sued, and I believe they settled Mm -hmm. for offering, (laughs) quote-unquote, a jade egg that you can put in your vagina. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the benefits were supposed to be like some kind of, um, you're supposed to get better connected to the power within. Okay. So that power. Increased vaginal muscle tone, hormonal balance, and feminine energy in general. And it proved, it turned out these jade eggs perhaps don't do that. Yeah. So are you familiar with the saga of the jade egg? No. Okay, so the jade egg, this has been going on for a bit. The jade egg has come to, the vagina jade egg has come to represent everything that is wrong with goop Mm -hmm. to a certain type of people. And it's like when you need an example of like why goop is silly, then you mention the jade egg. Yeah, listen, I don't own a jade egg, and this is really silly. And and as you pointed out, you, you legally cannot make claims relating to health benefits that cannot be proven in the United States of America. We have laws against that, and that's this is what happened. I do think so. Yeah, I'm fine with this. I'm like, fine, they should have been sued and they should have to change the language and there should be regulations. I do kind of find this whole There are a lot of people who love to get outraged by the jade egg. And I'm a little bit like, if you are trusting Gwyneth Paltrow about the benefits of a vaginal jade egg, maybe you can also take some personal responsibility. I guess this uh, podcast is about personal responsibility. (laughs) I just just had to furrow my brow because— I can't imagine wanting to put things in my vagina that aren't related to having sex. So, yeah, I mean, I guess perhaps there's like, you know, like I just can't imagine like, yeah, I'll put this random egg up there. Why not? I was certainly I'm crossing my legs very tightly right now (laughs) instinctively because I agree with you. I'm not endorsing this. And I think also people, if you are giving out any sort of honestly, not even health information, if you're giving advice, you need to be giving the advice you need to be giving it in a responsible way and communicating what you know and what you don't know. Yeah. About money, about jade eggs, about anything, about health, about legal stuff. This is a good time to know that I'm not any sort of expert, legal, (laughs) medical, or otherwise. But I think that the thing that's so ridiculous here is just all the downs, like goop, jade, egg, vagina. Yes. It's not that that different than all the phony supplements that people peddle looking at you, Kardashians. Like I'm sure a lot of those are not proven and probably will come with lawsuits too. Absolutely. The only difference is that they are charging more for these. So yeah. they're trying to make yeah. them sound, you know, more Instagrammy than I they. I don't even think you can accuse Gwyneth Paltrow of like being a hoax or like being a scam because it's such like obviously a brazen play to like capitalize off people's willing like interest in like having like a wellness movement or yes. something. I mean, that's the whole business and it's been quite successful. And to an extent, I don't really mind it because, I, you know, I bought a crystal once, sure. not believing that it would do anything, <laughs> okay, but why the Pratt. hell not? Yeah, no, I mean, the I The crystal get it. thing is actually fascinating. People still believe in their crystals. People are just looking for ways to feel better, and it's yeah. really hard. And 
it's get off the internet. That's the, the first yeah, way. Yeah, but I mean, also physically, like health insurance is a disaster in this country. It's yeah. really hard to find a doctor. There are n- absolutely no solutions for all sorts of female health problems, and people are just looking and for not looking so- like it's going to get better. And it's not looking like it's going to get better. And people are just looking for solutions and people that are speaking to them. So I get it. And I think to an extent, as long as you're being responsible about it, I I don't really mind it. I think that you have to be responsible on both sides. You have to be responsible about the information you're giving. And by the way, this is actually, what this is, is someone in their legal department fucking up and should be fired because you can't let that language go out. You will be sued. That's just how laws work. Totally. And I think on the other side, as with all things, as we say over and over again, you need to be careful about your sources and the information that you get and be skeptical and smart and responsible readers and consumers and citizens of the world. So otherwise, like buy whatever you want. Amen. And put whatever you want in, you know, whatever part, as long as you're being safe and healthy and make good choices (laughs) and caring for yourself. Jade eggs. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Thanks to hotel tonight. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you'll be back in two weeks. I won't be here. And we will miss you. <laughs> With no jade eggs. Thank yeah. you. Okay, <laughs> Thanks again. 